All right, we're here. It's uh, it's snowy outside. It's winter, and this is episode one hundred and five. The ultimate deck podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your host Shane Chapman and Way Lebrett. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate deck podcast. Way Lebrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane Chapman. Yeah. I listened a little closer this week. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think I'm going to actually introduce myself like that. For you now didn't on. realize your name was actually in the intro now? No, I did, but I never listened <laughs> to it. You know what I mean? Like, there's hearing it, and then there's listening. Wait, Lorette. There's really listening. Yeah. Yeah. And you Usu- finally listened. Usually I hear it. <laughs> Today now I, I listen listened to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll be familiar with this listening and hearing concept, Oh, right? completely, yeah. <laughs> I am very familiar with it. In fact, don't listen to the lyrics of WAP with your kids around. Right. Right. Why would you not do that? That's actually not as, that's not even close to as bad as baby it's cold outside. Oh, right. Yeah, right. That one's way worse. Mm-hmm. Get that shit off Get the air. Get it off the air. <laughs> Can you believe that? Like, that's maybe one of my favorite memes of the year is that hypocrisy. Like, holy shit. You should sing us a few lines. No, Which don't. one? Baby it's cold outside. No. <laughs> I don't need, like, don't need that's the only line that I know. <laughs> But last year we we're all up in arms. Not all of us. Uh, my oh. arms, yeah, my arms were just fine. The loud left, yeah. yeah. Up in arms about baby, it's cold outside. Being super offensive because how how dare you misogynistic that is. Um, but yo, wap, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to the show today. It's uh, we're under snow finally. We held off for a while, but um, I don't know when this one's coming out, a couple weeks from now, but today is November something, 12th, and uh, <laughs> it's happened. We got a big snowstorm this past weekend. Day after Remembrance Day. Yeah, it is. Exactly. And um, we, uh, so we're buried now. Not buried, we're, buried, but Saskatoon is buried. Saskatoon is buried. <laughs> Saskatoon got a lot of snow. So, but it's not going away. Usually we get like a snowfall or two that kind of melts away because it's not really ready yet, but it's just, you know, it's a chilly day or something. It happens to rain that day. Uh, I don't think this one's going anywhere. This is a lot all at once. Nope. And no. the temperature's dropped and I don't think they're coming back. So, yep. so it is what it is. Um, bro, I don't know. What, what, Did you pluck your eyebrows? I, I yeah. didn't. Like, not me personally. I got my eyebrows plucked. Not plucked. Did you? Uh, whatever you... I like uh, haven't been this close Threaded. To Threaded. Okay. You I got, got them threaded. Someone threaded your eyebrows. Someone someone did thread my eyebrows. Not something I would take on myself. Would you do it again? I've done it before. Oh, okay. What? So, yes. Oh, we learned something new about Shane every day. So <laughs> since you've been doing this stuff, I probably haven't because I haven't <laughs> done it since COVID has been here. But uh, so yesterday was a holiday mm-hmm. in Canada and the, and, yes. and the Veterans Day in the States, just yep. different. They call it a different thing. Um, and so uh, we actually had our babysitter come over and watch the kids yesterday afternoon anyway, so that JC and I could go out and get a little Christmas shopping. Like we're on the freaking ball this year. Christmas wow. shopping done yesterday a little bit. Wow. Went for coffee and uh, went and got our got eyebrows eyes did. together. It was a date thing. Not at the same time, but at the... <laughs> One Same after time. the other. Yeah, it wasn't like a couple's threading where you're holding hands and there's like two ladies there like, shrimp, shrimp. This is so romantic. But I, uh, yeah, so she's like, should we, we should go to South Mall. And like, do you want to go get your eyebrows done? I was like, I, like, if you're going to go get yours done, then I'll also get mine done. But I, but it doesn't matter to me if that's what we do. So, so when you go to get your eyebrows threaded, do you, do you, do you take that person out for dinner or supper? Who? The your person date. threading the eyebrows? No, your date. <laughs> Could be supper. Well, here's a great... Like, what did you have for Probably had meal. lunch. My guess is they had lunch. lunch. No, we had beef stroganoff. No, because this was the afternoon. But when the babysitter came over, she made supper for us. So it was like a win, 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 win. Oh, yeah. You don't have win. a babysitter. You have a nanny. Correct. Right. Yeah. That's, nanny. There's a big difference. Yeah. But nanny sounds like I'm making money, though. <laughs> and so... I don't uh, have a nanny. Dinner. Wait, do you have a nanny? No need. See? Dinner. <laughs> be silly if I did. JJ be on to me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the French maid outfit nanny we have now? Never mind. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so funny story. My wife goes into the little chair thing to to get her eyebrows did, and and I went and sat in an open chair to hang out and read my phone. And I was I didn't even have my first app open. I didn't even have Instagram on the screen yet. And all of a sudden, Fraser, our store manager, walks up. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing a mask, which is awesome because he like, he doesn't like to. But he was in the mall, happened to be in the mall. He's like, "What are you doing?" 
just hanging out in a chair. I was like, ah, waiting for the wife to get her eyebrows done. He's like, well, that's funny. And then what? And I was like, well, then I'm next. And he's like, yeah, really? <laughs> yep. So anyway. So you I, couldn't uh, convince Fraser to get his eyebrows. I didn't threaded. try. Oh, okay. I didn't try. No, but anyway, but for the, thanks for being very observant. It took until we were sitting 18 inches well, away. Like, we haven't been this close yet. Today. They're on point. Yeah. He says. On point eyebrows. They actually are. Yeah. <laughs> like, they actually are. <laughs> so you clean them right up. <laughs> it's pointed. I told my wife afterwards, it's like, we were done and we started walking around the mall. I was like, boy, that ever feel better. Like, I thought I was losing my vision. It was just the hairs <laughs> hanging in front of my eye. It's like bright and clear in here now. <laughs> Little chilly. <laughs> Lost my face shield. Oh, man. But anyway. Did you do anything fun yesterday, Briz? Uh, no, I uh, sat at home and uh, took in the Remembrance Day live streams. Gotcha. And? So that's not fun, I guess. Not, not fun, but it's, it's respectful. Like, it's a good thing to do. Good thing to do. Yeah. I exercised my freedoms. Yeah. I like, I went and played indoor golf and then we went to Everyday Kitchen, local, local donut. donut shop. Damn, bakery. I didn't know if they were going to be open yesterday. We talked about going there too. I feel like a lot of places were open, but you, I just don't think it's kosher to be like, hey, we're open. Yeah, right? <laughs> you don't want to really like brag. You know what I mean? You want to be like, yeah, we're yeah. open. Yeah, we're open on Remembrance You should Day. be open. Like, <laughs> nobody else is working, so yeah, it's exactly. a good idea. So we went there. Um, you guys do a, another podcast. You should actually talk to them and get them on there. They got a pretty cool story. They were on the list, and I... We just haven't we just haven't got to... So I they, believe we have talked to them. Have we? Anyway, I'm not sure. They're on our list, and I thought earlier in the year we talked to them, and I was like, I don't know why that didn't happen yet. So but. they... Anyways, yes. They did a presentation at JJ's work and it was all about being like innovative and how to like, how to overcome struggles. And mm. so they talk about that and it was awesome. Like it was awesome. Cool. The one guy was in a marketing, he was with a marketing firm and like the, the husband, it's yeah. a husband. Mark Schmelinski. Mark Schmelinski. Schmelinski. Sold out and then started working in, in the everyday kitchen. So they were making these donuts in their house. It takes 48 hours to make one, right? Cause you have to, they're all sourdough donuts. So they rise and then you cook them. And so anyways, she was like selling out of donuts before they could even like sell them. You know what I mean? She was trying to sell them on Instagram DMs yeah. and it was yeah. like, she couldn't make enough fast enough. So then they opened the store and blah, blah. So yesterday having a donut and a coffee was like really good sitting there at the table. They share a space with this meld, right? There's another restaurant that's in oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they share their kitchen and they share the space. Oh. So in the morning it's like donuts and coffee afternoon evening is like wait lunch. the same space turns into meld no it's in this like meld is there the whole time so they have one counter that you walk up to that is everyday kitchen and then but they share 40 the, feet oh, over share the kitchen so that's changed yeah. is that that's always not been the, i haven't yeah, been there for a few months like since before covid i think I it's always i think that space has always been, been, been like there that? i don't yeah. know if meld has really promoted that they were there yet right yeah i don't think they have so anyways we're sitting at the table and I had a uh, coffee and I finished the donut and then this meld like comes over the guy comes over with a bowl of soup <laughs> his name is meld and then meld, meld comes the, over the meld guy comes over uh, and he brought a he brought soup soup and then <laughs> brisket barley soup it was amazing okay amazing so um a little bit tricky because I had finished the donut and then had the soup. You went backwards. I wish I would have been, I wish I would have had it the other way around. Yeah. Well, but anyways, so you, had a soup, you had your dessert first. The soup's amazing. So now what's going to happen is uh, we're all going to have to go there and eat from Meld because he makes amazing soup and he has some pizzas that he makes and yeah. So yeah, I didn't like know anything about them. What is Meld? Do you know? Like, cause I don't really know. The idea behind it is that he just sources all of his stuff locally, right? It's cool. like local food and he's just, he's, you know, taking all of his products from close or as close as he <laughs> can get them. Clo locally. That's what local that means. That is the, yeah. <laughs> What yeah. was that one? There you go. Dictionary definition. Have you, ever, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of that diet that's like a hundred kilometer diet or yeah, something like that? That's he, crazy. 100 kilometers. You source everything you eat from within oh, 100 kilometers. I don't know if oh, it's 100 kilometers, but... It is 100 kilometers. Is that what yeah. it is? It's I think I think it's called the 100 mile. 100 mile diet. And so you can't <laughs> The 143 kilometer diet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not so as cool. You, you can't eat anything outside. Not that you can't, but you just try as hard as you can to have everything from within 100 miles. So what's the rule? Can you eat 
produced goods that maybe didn't source ingredients or does it have to be like every ingredient's got to be sourced in the hundred. Well, miles? the idea is that you would try to get all of your stuff locally, yeah. right? So yeah, you would find sure. like crab apples instead of, or instead of getting apples, you would try to have crab apples. And then I think the biggest thing is salt. Not everywhere can you get salt. Correct. That'd be a little bit tricky. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Local, yeah, so supported the local economy yesterday. Good. I, we didn't, well. and this is why it came up, because we headed back towards Harbor Landing, and the intention was always to go for a coffee together, and just like, whatever, and we ended up at Starbucks, and I was like, it's too, like, we should have went to a local place, but there's not really, I don't know if there's much for local places in Harbor Landing for coffee shops. Um, is there brood, a brood Awakening? I was like, is there a Brood Awakening Brood Awakening's in that hotel. That would be your local oh, right. choice. I forgot about that. Place. Pick one up on they the don't, way home today. They don't feel like a local coffee shop is the problem. They don't opinion. feel they like definitely it. are, but they, they definitely that are. just means they've done well. Like yeah. they've got a brand that seems to be like it's. It doesn't feel local. Uh, anyways, I totally forgot about that one. I sh- we should have done that. But anyway, next time. Next time. Next time in two years from now, when we get three hours <laughs> together with all the kids. I mean, you got a nanny. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Well, she's only there when we work, though. Usually. So, hooky. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> Every Wednesday. Uh, like Wade, I, plug your ears. <laughs> you don't have to. You just tell me you're not coming in. I was like, yeah, man, do that. I think we should take every Wednesday off, you and I. That break in the middle sure. of the week is pretty good. Like yeah. work a couple days, then yeah. take a day off, then work a couple days. Take, a day. Take, a day, take two days off. <laughs> Wasn't the worst, that's yeah. for sure. Okay, well, enough about our life. How about we find out about the world? In the countdown to the worldly news. It's going. Here it is. It's <laughs> what is happening right now? It's playing. We can't hear it. Are we not supposed to be able to hear it? Uh, I thought we could tell you the truth. <laughs> I don't know if it's happening right now. It is happening. It's happening it, on there. It played on there. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it. I thought it was going to play on here too, to tell you the truth, but we didn't get any sound. Okay, well, let's get on with it. Okay. News. Sorry, I I had it working before. First thing in the worldly news, U.S. election brings internet fame to Japanese mayor, Joe Baden. Ooh. Yep. The, his, Spelling errors. His real name is Mayor Yutaka Umeda of Yamato. And uh, the the Japanese characters that make up his name spell Joe Baden. Okay. So he's trending in Japan right now. What do you mean it spells out Joe Baden? Because well, it's like every... Japanese character is like a sound, right? So when people are typing out Joe Biden in ja- or Joe Biden in Japanese, that's what it comes up as his name. Huh. Okay. Well, good for him. So now he's trying to uh, to you know strike up some uh, extra attention for his he's trying town to of yeah. fourteen thousand people. He's trying to get Absolutely. a blue check mark on Instagram. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't a great story. Throwback story though. <laughs> Do you remember when we discussed the um, Toy Hall of Fame? Yeah. 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 Okay. So they chose. Okay. Out of their 12 finalists, their 12 finalists were Bingo, Briar Horses, Lightbright, Masters of the Universe, My Little Pony, Risk, Sorry, Tamagotchi, Yahtzee, and Baby Nancy, Sidewalk, Chalk, and Jenga. How many were they allowed to pick? Three. Three of those. There's some big hitters in there. So so the winners, the top three are Baby Nancy, which is just like a baby doll. Sidewalk Chalk. <laughs> sidewalk oh. Chalk is big. See, we had a debate about that one, though. Yeah, is time. Sidewalk Chalk a toy? Because it's like, yeah, I don't know. Are crayons a toy? By the definition of what made the Toy Hall of Fame. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Who and, are we to disagree? And I the suppose. last one, the last one is a board game. And which one do you think it is? Risk, Risk, Sorry, Yahtzee, Bingo, Yahtzee. or Jenga? Yahtzee, big one. Yahtzee, it's Jenga. That's you not guys a board both game. lose. <laughs> is Jenga? Jenga is not a board game. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you clearly have a definition of a board game being one that has a board, right? By that definition, sure, it's not. I guess, but it's a like, it's what else of, do you call it's it? Made so of what do you call wood. it? Just a game, a ga- like a family game. Is pickup sticks so. a board game? Yes. Really? I think you would consider pickup sticks a board game. You don't move any pieces around a board. 
I guess that's where I struggle. You're awfully. Uh, <laughs> it was a board game. I just thought that a board game is like you move pieces around a board. It's just, so it's Monopoly just a is a board game. Right. Jenga to me is just a game. It's just a game. That's what I think. Like football. I that's obviously just a don't. game. Right. It's not a board game. It's, it's Jenga and football. <laughs> by the same merit, it's a board game. Oh, no, it's not because it doesn't come in a box. I've <laughs> <laughs> got that. <laughs> oh, I probably. Uh, never mind. I don't even need to. Yeah. Go there's ahead. not often. There's not often that I. Am incapable of picking a side, but on this one, I'm just like you guys. Have it. I don't. I have no passion one way or another. But whether we call these things board games or not, I'm out. Okay, so so there okay. it is. Jenga. Well, Jenga is a great game. Jenga is a great game. So, do you guys hate potholes? Yeah. What would you do to fix potholes? What are you going to fill do? them in? Fill them in. A man in put a Christmas tree in them. <laughs> that is exactly oh, man weird. from Massachusetts <laughs> did. <laughs> he began planting uh, Christmas trees in potholes on Saturday night. So mad at his city council, he's like, "That's it, Christmas tree, yeah. Christmas tree." <laughs> Kevin Martin decided that he was going to plant Christmas trees when, on his way to pick up dinner, he flattened all four of his tires oh, in one drive. Come yeah. on, you're driving like a damn idiot at that point. Come on. Who, who <laughs> keeps going when you have three flat ones? Yeah. Boom. Uh, <laughs> like, I get that there's places that have potholes that they should do a better job of fixing them, but if you blow four tires out in one trip, you've got to accept some of that responsibility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he planted them on his way to work on Monday morning. Awesome. Good for so him. So now there are four Christmas trees in the middle of the road. Good for him. <laughs> I, I, I wish awesome. this was all cotton film. <laughs> Boom. Oh, man, I blew a tire. Oh, well, gets back in. Like, why was he even so dry? <laughs> I don't know. This is just, That's so gets funny. in again. Bam. Oh, seriously, again? <laughs> and then two more times? So I have one more, and it's about the coronavirus. Oh, good. Goody. Good. We haven't talked about that in a while. Exactly, yeah, right. Goody. Uh, people really can't get over the name of the newly approved coronavirus drug. The name is Banlavimab. And so I didn't get this at first. So Banlavimab. Ban- yep. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Congratulations to David Lee Roth for winning uh Neymar Corona or Neymar Corona <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus drug contest. And then they uh, there's a bunch of people singing Oh Black Betty. Bam lava black yeah. bam lava mab yeah oh black bitty that's exactly wow. so okay that's the drug that's gonna save the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> it wasn't a great week for news it was like pretty pretty slow week. entirely yep sucked in by the U.S. election yeah well there's barely anything happening down there <laughs> <laughs> boy oh boy. Coronavirus hasn't really been talked about out of the U.S. much lately. It's no, not like really. Biden got in and it went away. That's Weird. what happens. That's what happens, right? Um, I don't even know if he's in. I don't. Ed, enough. Today's topic. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm so departed from this today, and we're a long ways in. Uh, it's winter out there. If you haven't noticed, it's it's official. I know it's officially not winter for another month yet, um, and a bit. But there's snow on the ground here, and by the time this airs, people are going to be uh, starting to transition, if that's what they do, or changing the way they do things because it's getting cold outside. And so today's topic, Wade, is 17. Yeah. You guys actually have a numbered list? Yeah. 17 tips for contractors for working in the winter. Here you go. It was supposed to be seven. Because... La- for working in the winter? Yep. Yeah, when you... So last week's list was... Yeah. What, what you should do with your off season. And number one on the list was keep working. Keep working. So this list is for those guys. Continuity train here. Yep. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then next week we'll just like completely out. Do more Mad Libs. Gone. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. We'll think just do a whole episode of worldly news. Uh, <laughs> so, so seventeen things, tips for contractors. Number one, Wade, layer up. This is the obvious one. Yep. Get dressed. Everybody who's ever been outside understands this. So working outside in the cold is not that bad unless you're out, unless you're cold, unless you don't dress appropriately. Yep. Right. That's it. I now I don't work outside anymore, but now when I walk my dog in the winter, if I dress appropriately, throw my stuff on, plan to be like overly dressed, 
I don't mind taking the dog on a long walk in the winter. If I throw on a hoodie mm-hmm. and it's minus 24, then I hate it. Yeah, not ideal. But that was my fault. Working in the winter is not much different. If you're going to be working outside, layer up, put the long johns on, get a nice pair of warm boots. That's so huge. Keep your feet warm. Yep. And if you dress appropriately, you can always shed layers if you have to, if you get working too warm, but you can't put stuff back on that you don't have. Yeah. So layer up, wear warm boots. Tricky, right? You want to have like a good base layer too, because something that wicks sweat away from the surface. And Yeah. So I found that to be huge. I always just, I was working in minus 20 with just with jeans, but if I just put a layer of long johns underneath Thermal and then, and then layer. I still was mm-hmm. able to move around fine. I didn't feel like I was like, like do you think long johns is like a Canadian term? Do you yeah, think, I wonder like if thermal underwear. <clears throat> people would know what that do was. Do people call it thermal base layer? underwear? A base layer? Base layer. I believe that it is actually called thermal underwear. I like a hoodie, that. not a bunny hug. Oh, wow. You know? I didn't know that. Yeah. Long johns. Yeah, I I'm going with that. Long <laughs> johns. If you are from somewhere and you didn't know what long johns were, <laughs> now that's what you call them. Now from you now know. On. That's now way, you know. Way cooler than thermal base layer. <laughs> What are you climbing Mount Everest? Yeah. Yes. So layer up, wear some warm boots. Number two is heated gear. Let's get on that heated gear train because there's a lot of different types of heated gear out there now. Yes. Put a little battery pack in. Boom. Yeah. Warm jacket. Heated like clothing? Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. So the obvious one, the one I liked actually the most, there's heated jackets. I found I liked it. Milwaukee, like every makes them now. Makita makes them. DeWalt makes them. Milwaukee makes them. They've all made them for a long time. Uh, I think Milwaukee was kind of like the first to kind of really bring it mainstream. Mm-hmm. I actually had a heated vest. I had the heated jacket as well as a heated vest. I felt like the heated vest kept the heat closer to you. And then you could just put on whatever jacket you want over top of that. I think that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fits so a little bit tighter. Fits tighter. Keeps it like nice and tight to your core. And then, and then you layer up whatever you want on top. Heated yep. vest, like long shirt on, heated vest, hoodie, and then your jacket. Yeah. And that would like, that kept me nice and warm. And it doesn't ever get like, there's different settings. You can set it however hot you want, but I never found that I got too hot with it on. Right. It's just like, you just didn't get cold. So you're, sometimes you're like, is this thing working? But it's like, well, yeah, it's working because you're not freezing right now. Mm-hmm. How, how long do the batteries last usually? Like that, that would be my concern. A full working day. Yeah. So they don't like, they use like the same battery off your tool. Ooh. They use like a 12 volt or maybe some of them will even do an 18 volt battery. So it'll keep you warm all day. And you can charge your batteries because they're the same from your tool. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you ran other batteries, you just go take one off the charger and recharge your pack. Gloves yeah. is uh, recent. That's a new development. They have gloves now and boots and heated socks, socks. at Costco I read the other day. Wow. So if you can keep your hands, your core and your feet warm, you're laughing. Yeah, definitely. Nothing else freezes. It's always, yeah. It's almost always your core, right? Everybody says if you can, not everybody, but like winter survivalists always talk about keeping your core warm. And if mm-hmm. you can keep the core warm, then the blood will flow out to your appendages. And it's like, you don't have to buy 400 or $800 boots, wear a proper base layer and a vest and like dress yeah. properly to keep your core and your neck warm. And yeah. then you're good to go. Then you're yeah. good to go. So any heated gear you can get your hands on will make your life a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, number, number three, set up before you get out there, like before the season even starts, set your go, no go temperatures decide now what's oh, too yeah. cold to work in so that you don't find yourself <laughs> mentally questioning all the time when you're out there and you get a little bit cold you're like oh i don't want to work today decide beforehand they're like hey if it's minus 20 and windy we don't work and that way you can look at the forecast too and be like oh it looks like friday is probably going to be a snow day anyway or a no-go day mm-hmm. and you can plan to do other things inside do some quoting do some estimating do other stuff get your eyebrows off, did get your eyebrows done do whatever you want to do. <laughs> but that's how we used to do it. It was kind of like if it was going to be like minus 25 and calm or colder or minus 20 and not calm or colder, then it was just like, well, we don't work that day. Yeah. Wind chill factor in at blah. Yeah. If it's 25 with a wind chill, we're not working. Yeah. So Because it's just like at that point, you you can't wear enough clothes. Mm-hmm. If it's minus 35, I'll just take the day off. Yeah. It just takes the day off. Yeah. Because it's not consistently, it's not going to stay that cold, right? This This is like a concept we got from that book built to sell right and then built to sell always talks about um setting your decision like making your decision about what you're going to sell your company for mm-hmm. when you're not emotional and so much the same as when are you going to work what is yeah. the temperature like make that decision out early and then when it happens is like well it happened here we are this yeah, is the exactly. temperature i already said i wasn't doing this so yeah boom done 
I agree. There's a comment in here from Michael O1492 says, with the cold weather coming, is it better to build a composite deck now or wait until it warms up to make sure your joints stay tight? Mm, mm, mm. That's a good question, but your joints aren't going to stay tight regardless. You're actually, you actually have a better shot on staying tight when you put it out in the cold because it's contracted as much as it's going to contract. Yeah. Wow. Um, we're going to get to that. We're going to answer this. <laughs> we're going to answer that question a bit more thoroughly with one of our points, but... Uh, so I'm just going to leave it for now. But just to acknowledge that, that question was in there, and Michael O asked it. And we'll Michael O, we can read. Thanks. Uh, number four, Coming budget right more time. So there's no doubt that building layered up with gloves on takes, it takes, removes some efficiency. It's going to take you a little bit longer to get out there and do the things that you normally do. Just everything, right? You're bulkier, generally speaking. Like you have more clothes on, so it's harder to walk around. There's snow on the ground. It's like... You have to like trudge through all of that stuff. Yeah. Walking around. Just, yeah. Even walking is slower. Tougher if, it, if the snow is in the backyard and it's yeah. deep, right? So budget a little bit more time per job. Um, th- what that number is depends on your area, I guess. If you have three feet of snow in the backyard and your lumber is buried under it, well, that's going to take a lot more time than the guy who like <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't get much snow. It just gets cold or something. Um, but know that it's going to take a little bit more time than it does under perfect conditions. Batteries don't last quite as long. So you're often at the charger a little bit more often. And yeah. 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 Now, here's a big one. Number five is get yourself set up with a heater in the trailer or a box. You were mentioning when you were framing houses, you guys would build a box. Yeah, it was just a just a wood box with an insulated tarp that laid over top of it. And we put the air compressor in there. And so the air compressor generated enough heat off of the engine to keep that box warm. But then yeah. we'd keep adhesives and stuff in there, like yeah. tapes and glues. and So, even, yeah, a bunch of... Back in the day, there was lots of guys that talked about keeping uh, their spikes, their nails... Uh, in a fire. Did you ever hear about this? This is like, this goes way back before our time, but they used to have coffee cans and they would keep their Ardox nails in a coffee can in a fire. And then as a framer, you could always keep your, like a handful of nails that were warm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so your exposed hand would always be holding hot nails. Hot nails. And so you wouldn't have to worry about wearing a glove on your hand that held the nail because the nails were hot. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we used to we used to do that surveying. We used to heat up the pins before you put them in the ground because they'll go all the way down way easier. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So yeah, the heated trailer, the box, throw a heater in the trailer or build a little shelter for stuff for a variety of reasons. You can warm up in there. If you need to, like if you mm-hmm. if it's just the heated vest isn't working or whatever, you can mm-hmm. go hide the trailer for a bit, crank the temperature up and heat up yourself. Charging the batteries, they won't charge if they're too cold. Yeah. So you got to have your battery chargers and your batteries stored somewhere where there's some heat so you can keep those in the trailer, keep that heated. Thaw your adhesives, like you said, or yep. keep them from freezing. Yep. Um, the compressor needs to to not freeze up on you, so you got to keep that somewhere warm. Yep. And I had put a note in there that you mentioned already. I was like, remember that the compressor itself will pump out some heat. Yes. Like we've all sat around a compressor before with our gloves off and like warming your Over hands up from the exhaust and the compressor. So... Like that's a quick little fix there too. Yep. yep. Number six, mental positivity. So this is one of the biggest ones too. If you are, I'm reminded of the biggest job that we ever did in the winter, which is um, in town here. And every day we'd show up, the homeowner was like, what are you doing here? Like go home. This is ridiculous. Why are you guys working in this? And, it was, and but it was because she wasn't in the mentality to be outside working. Yep. We were. She was in her cozy house and thinking like, how awful would it be to be outside right now? I'm so warm. I'm like working at the table. But for us, it was like we showed up ready to work. We were in that mindset that it was like the cold was no longer a factor. We had made peace with the fact that we were working in the cold. Yeah. We had done what we, we you know, put all these tips in place. And so we show up with the Timmy's, like with a coffee. And like that coffee is cold within seven minutes. It's like it's ice cold seven minutes later. We set it down. But it's, it's like good you show use. up and the cold isn't even, you don't even talk about it. No. It's well, good to use Tim's cups in the cold too, because they're so thin. They don't have that sleeve on it. You can use them to keep your hands warm, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Burning yeah. hot coffee for like 30 seconds. Yeah. So uh, attitude is everything. That's right. Attitude, 100%. I thought so, planning was everything. Well, till today. Oh, okay. Now it's attitude, attitude of boat planning is really, <laughs> really, really important. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like if you show up and you're a miserable, like that's exactly how your day is going yeah, to go. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, just just showing up with a positive mindset is going to make uh, your life a lot more enjoyable over yeah. winter, yep. more than any of these other things. Uh, number seven is account for material stability. So this is what we were talking about here with Michael O. So things sometimes, depending on what you're working with, uh, materials shrink or expand. They have the thermal stability to them. Some of them are better than others. Do you have to worry about your lumber doing much in the cold? 
No. Not really. Lumber's more driven by humidity than yeah. temperature. So do you have to count that, oh, this lumber's going to shrink a bunch? Yeah, maybe, but it's not because it's cold. Composite decking? Yeah, that's going to shrink for sure. Vinyl siding? That's shrinking. Um, it's going to crack a lot easier if you're going to, you know, if you're nailing up vinyl siding. The the material might chip on a saw if your blade's not. So you just got to count for these things. Yeah, like the what, PVCs, it might be a little more brittle, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like a harder colder, more fragile product, right? Yeah. So, so to Michael's point, do you have to account for that? Is it bad to install composite in the winter? No, but with some composite, you might need to to leave a gap at your joints or something, leave an expansion gap. Many of the manufacturers will say if you're installing this below X degrees that you should leave a one-eighth gap at your joints to allow the material to expand and not buckle mm-hmm. when it runs into each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you should do that. Other people... Like Azek, I believe, says don't leave gaps. Doesn't matter when you're putting it in, don't leave gaps. Like the material's stable enough, it won't, you know, screw it down lots or whatever, and it won't cause a problem. Um, something like decorators, which is very thermally stable, it doesn't really shrink and expand much. A sixteenth of an inch on, like, less than a sixteenth on a twenty foot board in the middle of winter to summer, yeah. like that's not enough for it to do anything. If it bumps into something, it's just not, it's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Yeah, it's not trying to move enough that it's going to buckle. Um, so you just have to account for these things. Sure, you might need to leave a little bit of spacing in the composite deck, but that's the only major thing. And how you're cutting things. Make sure your blade's sharp. You might have to right. score things. You know, pre-drill your screws when you put them in so it doesn't chip Certainly. the cap if it's a PVC board because, you know, PVC boards do have a very hard cap on them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's like acrylic or whatever, and and which is a good thing because it's very durable, but when it's cold, it can also chip. Yeah, right? I think with your composites, you don't have to worry as much about the chipping that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you you know when you run the old track saw, track over, saw. Track saw. yeah, over top of the board, you usually don't see that chipping on on the HDP HP HDP HDPE. <clears throat> I had to say the whole thing. High density polyethylene. The hooda hooda Anyway, so when you go over top of the composites, they usually don't chip, but a PVC usually will when it's that cold. Oh, okay, yeah. we should start. We should get rid of the acronyms and always pronounce acronyms in our store when we're talking to people. Hood P. So what's the difference between these two? Well, this one's a hood P and this one's a, p- a PVAC. Pavuk. <laughs> and so what's better? Pavuk. I kind of like the mumk. <laughs> uh, number eight. <clears throat> That's a good one. Remember this that your speed square is an ice scraper. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems silly, the, but like... That actually, it does more scraping than it does drawing straight lines. 100%. In the winter, in the winter that is your, <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer a speed square. It's an ice scraper. Mm-hmm. And everybody who's worked in the winter can attest to this. This is how you get ice off of lumber <clears throat> or decking. Yep. There is no yeah. more efficient tool <laughs> to do than it. Than your speed square. Than your speed square. Because it's in your pouch. It's ready Unless to go. Unless you're Shane. Shane doesn't wear a pouch. He likes to just <laughs> drop stuff. <laughs> Now, if but you, it's at least close because if you have a really nice speed square, you don't want to get banged up, or you might want to carry a second one, a cheapo, to do your ice scraping yep. if you want to keep your other one in good shape. Why wouldn't but, you just carry an ice scraper if you're going to carry two? Nope. Uh, you, well, you know, nope. Come on, Brace. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> nope. He hasn't been on a job site. Yeah, I'm not a, sure. <laughs> I don't build decks. Yeah. Uh, number nine, have a tiger torch on hand or some sort of torch on hand. The actual use of this is to, like, I don't know what this actually might be, but a tiger torch can make quick work of getting ice off of things that it's not supposed to be on. Now, you got to be careful. <laughs> you know, because it's fire. Right, and it's flammable material. <laughs> but right. it's all frozen. You're not going to want to go tiger torch off your composite deck, probably. The top but if of you it. have a pile of, of lumber that's all kind of frozen together, tiger torch might make quick work of that. Yeah. If you're out and there, you have your deck all framed and you need to tape joists, and you got a snowfall, there's ice on the top, a tiger torch can make quick work of drying off the tops of your joists and your beams to make sure that you can get onto the next step of taping your joists yeah. or putting on your rain escape, whatever. So the tiger torch can just make quick work of getting rid of ice that's causing you some problems. Yep. So, not a bad idea to have one kicking around. Not at all. Number 10, remember that things are going to be slippery. So there's a lot of things that are going to change when you start loading up your clothes too, and that your dexterity and your whole, like your balance is thrown off a little bit on these types of things. So if you're wearing big pants and big boots and big whatever, and you're used to wearing shorts and steel toes and uh, like a tank top, like mm-hmm. you're a little bit more nimble that way than you are when you're loaded up full of gear 
and your whole body's bigger. You're throwing mm-hmm. yourself off a little bit. And the things that you're walking on are now much slipper, more slippery. So walking joist is a little bit more dangerous than it was before. Yeah. So this whole thing is just about like, remember, you need to be a little bit more careful when you're out here now. Yeah. You don't want to come ripping up to the edge of the deck with no railing on it that's 12 feet in the air on fiber on like Epe decking. Uh, You'll be (laughs) gone. Tough to stop. (laughs) Tough to stop. Not so bad if the deck's only 36 inches in the air, but if it's 144 inches, there he goes. Whole new story. As long as there's a good snow pile at the bottom, right? That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Before he hits the ground, fire him. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. Uh, Okay, number 11. Invest in some good, high-quality permaflex, I'll call them, or like always flexible extension cords and compressor hoses. Yeah. So there are some good, what's the the one we used to use is called like a yellow jacket, I think, the extension cords, yellow jacket extension Those cords. Those are great they cords. They stay like, like pliable up to minus 35 or whatever it is because like the extension cords will break if they freeze yeah, a lot. they do, of, right? If they're not meant if they're not designed to be flexible and they get all rigid, they can just break. You break the wires, you break the sheathing, and they're just a pain in the ass to drag around behind you if the thing's all frozen up and stiff. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, because it's like hooked onto stuff. <laughs> it's all bent and it's all bent. you can't get yeah. it straightened. Yeah. yeah, It's just a ball. It's like a ball of Christmas lights, essentially. Yeah. So it's worth it to go spend your money on some good quality extension cords that say that they stay flexible at cold temperatures. Yeah, for it's, sure. a, it's a safety thing and it's just like way less frustrating. And then also with your, your hoses, because your like your compressor hoses can also get frozen up. You got them rolled up in a nice little round, like hanging formation in your trailer mm-hmm. and you pull that thing off and it's just like slam that just stays Same in the coil. Shape. Right. <laughs> How are you supposed to get it anywhere? Right. Yeah, when yeah. it's frozen. Can't oh, you have to drag it. the air compressor to six <laughs> inches from the deck to yep. nail it. Uh, we got a comment here from uh, fairly good constructions, Robert fairly. How do you guys get the G tape G tape or tracks protect to bond on frozen wet joists? Why does he care how you get it to bond? He's only got to do the job fairly good. <laughs> like, I feel like it doesn't have to be funny. great, right? <laughs> I, I love that name. Um, Tiger Torch, right? Simple I mean, answer is you don't. Yeah. What makes you better than the other guy? I don't know that I am, but I'm fairly good. <laughs> I'm fairly good. Um, you, you don't. You can't bond tape to wet lumber, so the Tiger Torch comes into play on this one because you have to dry it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the difference between G-Tape... Um, I guess I don't know this for sure, for sure. But what I do know for sure, for sure, is that G-Tape will stick at minus 40 Mm -hmm. as long as the product you're putting it to is dry. If it's wet or covered in ice, then that's no good. I haven't played with the Trex tape at those temperatures. It's a butyl-based tape, correct? You have. Butyl? You have out at Round Lake. Oh, yeah, the Trex rain escape. We had to heat yeah, yeah. that stuff up. We were sitting there with a heat gun heating the tape as we were trying to put heat it on. the tape up. Yeah, because it it's, it's butyl-based, wow. and it doesn't, like, it's not malleable at right. minus 25. Or maybe that was, maybe I'm thinking so more of my other job, too. Maybe we did have to heat that up a bunch. Maybe we got that on time. But I know I've for sure been sitting with rain escape we, tape. I did absolutely in the trailer do it on taking on them home at night. job. Yeah. I 100% so did. It won't stick real well. If, so... But G-tape will stick when it's cold. Yeah, G-tape sticks crazy good. All the time. But you, but it has to be dry. If it's not dry, it doesn't matter what tape it is. It doesn't matter how amazing the product mm-hmm. is. It can't stick to that. Yeah. So Tiger Torch is what I would use on the... I would Tiger Torch the framing off. Scraper. Use round one speed square. Round two, Tiger <laughs> Torch. Yeah. And then it's dry and put the tape on. And That's then keep, the your, keep your tape in your heated trailer. If it's G-tape, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can keep it out... Outside, it, it yeah, makes G-tape no difference. Will, G-tape will be okay. Oh, but the other stuff, like it. any butyl-based or asphalt-based tape, asphalt-based tape, you've got to keep warm. Yep. Hmm. Like even blue skin, you know, blue like skin, blue skin, you need a primer zone. for it to work below a certain temperature, which is like 10 degrees below. <laughs> like you need a primer for it to even stick. So, right. Um, yeah, keep them warm. Yep. Um, Carly Matheson here says, make your own extension cords with cab tire flexible cords. So I'm not familiar with that, but it sounds like he might, I don't know, but it sounds like he might have a tip there. A hot tip. Sounds like we're selling extension cords. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys should get in. Coming right up. Crofty 306 just joined, and I believe that's Croft. Is that Croft Electric? 
I don't know. So he would be able to speak to that a little bit too. Sure. But anyway, so maybe, I don't know, look into that. Maybe that's a, a good option. Uh, number 12 is those hot shots, the hot shot packs, the little heated hot packs. Hot shot packs. I don't know what you call them. There's lots of different brown. Hot hands. Yeah, hot, hands. hot hands. Hot hands. There's both, right? There's hot hands and hot so shots. And those things are money. They are. Buy the big box of Go from to Costco. Costco or whoever, right? And what we used to always Hashtag do shop is, local. <laughs> yeah. What we used to always do was uh, shake them up and put them in your palms of your gloves. Yeah. So you put your gloves on with the pot pack in the palm of your hand, and then that keeps your fingers warm enough. Toasty right? warm. And I would throw them yeah. in, I would tuck them in the toes of my boots. Mm-hmm. And then they keep your toes nice and toasty too. So those things are money. And then throwing down your underwear too, because you got to like stay ready. Right, exactly. <laughs> Don't want to get all bunged up. Yeah. <laughs> So those things are absolutely, and they're cheap, right? You can fly through those, crack a few a day, whatever. They're worth yep, it. Yep, they're worth it. Um, number 13 is that you may have to consider, depending on the job you're doing, you might need to hoard things in anyway. And so this is going to control a lot of these elements for you if you hoard the whole project. And I know guys like vinyl guys up in Saskatoon that do a lot of vinyl decking hoard their projects in all the time because they have to. Like they can't lay down that glue. Um, they've got a tiger torch off and get everything dry and keep the temperatures warm so the glue works. Correct. Uh, and then give it like time to cure and it won't do all of those things if it's freezing outside. So they hoard in their projects all the time, heat it up. Um, and yeah, and so that's a like an additional cost you got to keep in mind, right? Yep. You have to... Mm-hmm time to hoard so the amount you, of propane if you hoard um for like a big project do you think it would increase your efficiency or not enough to offset not enough to offset the cost i don't think so yeah i don't know i think that depends on the project i guess hey mm-hmm. like if you can hoard that whole space in and you're on that job for a month or something and it takes you whatever a day or two to hoard that thing in but then the rest of the time you're in your t-shirt and you're like well and, and then there's no days off right like if it yeah, if the weather turns on you, so you're probably okay. Depends. Yeah, probably depends. But for sure, it would be, depending on the job, uh, a useful thing to do, maybe. So uh, just a quick uh, interjection. Uh, cab tire cable is actually made from recycled uh, rubber, rubber car or taxi cab tires. That's how it was first invented. Okay. So that's why it stays flexible. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. So there you go. We'll have to look it up. There we go. Number 14. Uh, re- I, was, I couldn't read my own writing there. This was your idea. I, tried, I was like, what does it say? Uh, you might need to go. It started with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> you might need to tweak your contract a little bit because maybe there's some things that you can't do in the winter that have to wait till spring. So Wade's point was make sure you throw some sort of holdback clause into your contracts to say like, we're not going to finish this job because we can't do something until spring. So we're going to allow you to hold back 10, 15% of the payment or whatever, but you need to make sure you're going to get paid for what you were able to accomplish and you're not waiting till spring to get paid. Yeah. And so my idea behind that was, it was basically based around a set of stairs. It's like you, you can't land the stairs because the deck's not whatever the, the landscaping's not done or the ground isn't going to be done mm. this winter. You want to mm-hmm. build the whole deck, but you do need to build a set of stairs. And then, you know, those stairs will go off to the edge of the deck, but they're just temporary. Mm-hmm. Right? You need to be able to get paid for the 95% of work that you did. Yep. But anyways, it's just something to, I think conversation to have. I think that's good too, because then it keeps you uh, working as soon as the season opens too. Sure. You got a set of stairs to go back. Right, to. Exactly. Like there's no, <laughs> yeah. And you probably like just to add on to that a little bit as far as like tweaking your contract or adding clauses and you might want to put in there too, like just set the expectations that, Hey, there's going to be some days we're not here. Yeah. And this is going to go a little bit slower than you might expect. Like maybe you talk to somebody in the fall and they asked how long is this going to take? And you told them five days, but now you're not building it till January. You might want to let them know like, Hey, by the way, this is probably more like seven days because things are going to slow down and we don't work if it's colder than minus 20. And that way you don't have mm-hmm. to deal with somebody you don't show up one day. They're like, where are you? I thought you said you were going to be here. It's like, dude, it's minus 37. Right. Have that conversation first and avoid those. Uh, then it's knowledge. Right. Avoid those calls. Not an excuse. <laughs> Number 15. <laughs> For deck builders, this one's important. Make sure your pile guy is good to go. So in some markets, you won't have to worry about this because the ground doesn't freeze enough or it doesn't freeze at all. Um, in markets like ours or many, many Canadian markets, we're dealing with frost that's three feet, six feet, seven feet deep, uh, it's maybe not even possible that your why guy has we, the equipment to do that. Why do we live I here? I don't know. 
Everyday kitchen, though, right? That's good. Everyday kitchen, right? No such <laughs> thing as a hurricane in Saskatchewan. This is true. Ground doesn't move, like, not yeah. dangerously so. Yeah. Not like earthquakes. No earthquakes. Not really earthquake. slow, no uh, tsunamis. Slow down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this just make sure that your trades, that your sub-trades that you work with are also capable of working in the winter because you don't want to book a deck in January and then you phone your pile guy and he's like, what do you mean you want me to go out there and drive piles? I can't drive through seven feet of ice. Yeah, no dice. No so dice. They can't, like, it's very, it's doable. What the guy we use here locally, he can do it, but he's had to invest in equipment to do it. So he needed to get a pulverizing bit on his machine to grind ice. And now this year's he's invested in a heat rod where he drills just a pilot hole down the ground, drops a rod in there, plugs it in, melts a hole out. He can drive a screw pile. Nice. So it's doable, but just make sure your guy <laughs> has done that. Right. He's good to go. Uh, number 16. This might be an option. I've never actually done this before, but I always thought about it. We bring our little propane heater out sometimes, but get a torpedo heater and point that thing at you. Point that thing at the area you're working in. So if you're kind of in the corner of a house or kind of whatever, working on a section of a privacy wall one day and you're not moving around too much, you could set up a heater and just blast heat towards you that way. Yep. Enough just to take the chill off, right? It's not going to keep yeah, you super don't, hot. But you don't have to be hot. You don't have to be warm. You just have to be not cold. Not yeah. cold. Yeah. doesn't have to be Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. And it isn't. And it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in July. Um, so that can help. And the final one. Wait, holy. That's a long 17. List. God. That's 17. That's basically what TC Dex was saying, too. 14. <laughs> 14? What the hell? Yeah. Drag it. Well, there's a lot of tips. Now, now I got to wait till next week to find out how to build a deck in the winter. <laughs> Number 17 is, and this is an obvious one, but make sure you keep some snow shovels and brooms in your trailer now. You may not need that kind of stuff. Obviously, you don't need a snow shovel in the middle of summer, but it can help if you get a snowfall overnight and you need to kind of clear things off real quick to clear your work area have those shovels and those push brooms and whatever in your trailer to, to kind of clean up the job site at the end of the, or start of the day too. Yeah. So yep, it makes everything day. else work a little bit easier. Plus then you're not compacting snow over and over again, walking over it in your mm-hmm. paths or whatever, and creating a bunch of hard lumpy ice stuff. Like it's just like good to keep a working path. An ankle cleared. roller for sure. Ankle roller. Or even that, like shoveling a path from your trailer to your work site. Cause you may not be parked right beside it. Right. Yeah. I mean the last big job I referenced a couple times here that we did, it was like we, it was the backyard was down. It was elevated so lower than the like yeah, mm-hmm. walkout basement. I guess I could let people make <laughs> do that themselves with walkout. And so the path to get from our trailer up at the driveway down required going down a bunch of like these like large, oh, yeah. like flagstone steps or whatever. Well, those get packed up with snow and you're mm-hmm. carrying stuff down with tools. Like that's gets a little bit tricky. So keep things clear, keep things safe. Oh, a leaf blower TC deck says, yeah, that's a good option too. Yeah. And actually, yeah, we used to have a little battery-powered blower that would work quite Makita well for light snows, a little yep. Makita one. It would clear things off pretty easy, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just a couple little hand tools to keep your job safe. And So I guess that's a little different than in the summer where you would try not to go over the same path over and over again. Potentially, yep. Yeah. Or not, I don't know. Yep. And I guess another tip, too. Here, oh, here's number 18. Number 18. What? Phew. Keep your lumber pile covered. So we would tarp our lumber pile at the end of the day because then if it does snow, you just grab the tarp, shake it off, and all your lumber is still accessible. Mm. Because if stuff starts, you know, if you've got a big snowfall overnight and all of a sudden your lumber pile is covered in snow, it's like, yes, you could sweep it off and find it again, but it doesn't stop the fact that a bunch of snow got in between now and then it's going to melt and freeze and your lumber pile is going to be all full of crap and frozen together. So tarp your stuff. Mm-hmm. We would also leave our, a lot of our tools out there on site and just tarp them too. We felt safe doing that there, but you wanted to tarp them so it doesn't get a bunch of like, cri- like air crystals in your motors and whatever else. Yep. Keep tarps on things, keep them dry, mm-hmm. keep the snow off, that kind of stuff. What else, Brace? You got anything to add? I don't think so. I think you guys pretty yeah, much Yeah, use a window everything. scraper. Why do I still understand the speed square thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why two speed squares? Yeah. You're not going to use one of them. I already have two speed squares. <laughs> okay, there you go. I never worried about a second speed square because I used like $8 aluminum speed squares, but I know some guys <laughs> drop like 300 bucks on their Martinez uh, speed square. I don't know if I'd want to be scraping ice with that one. Right. That's Do you think that, that that speed square is actually more square than the $8 one that you I, had? No. Nope. What's the point of buying exactly. really expensive speed squares? Those guys seem to love them though. Like they have like a little built-in level, which I'm, that's probably useful here and there, I suppose. But I just like, I don't get it. So... 
I did buy an expensive hammer. I had a stiletto mm-hmm. finishing hammer. But when I bought that hammer, I was hanging doors. I was like, I was interior trim guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was in, you know, duplexes and stuff. What's up? So I bought an expensive hammer. That made sense to when, me <laughs> because I used, I used to What hang. part were you hitting? What were you hitting when you were hanging the so door? So we used finishing nails, like a three inch finishing nail. Oh, you were nail. actually driving nails. Okay. Oh, okay. And so it was just like every day. You were 1964. Like, Ooh, man, there was a lot of nails that went in. And so mm-hmm. that made sense to me. And it was a nice, it was a, it was a lightweight hammer. It swung harder, right? It was a 14 ounce hammer that swung like a 26 and like I was, that all made sense to me, but I don't know that I could find a way to justify a speed square <laughs> that costs that much more. Yeah. Having a, you know, having a 26 ounce hammer and swinging that all day versus a 14 ounce hammer. It was like, well, that made sense. It was, yeah. but I guess obviously somebody has been able to justify it, figure out why you would have a $300 speed square. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know either, but I don't know. I always like my little aluminum ones. So anyway, TC Dex gave us a number 19. Move to to Hawaii. Hawaii. Didn't they get the, I was watching a thing. I don't know where it was. And they were talking about, there's a mountain in Hawaii that like gets snow. There's like snowboarding. People go snowboarding in Hawaii because there is a mountain somewhere that gets a bit of snow. Like it's not like, it's not like snowboarding the Rockies, but there's enough snow to cover the mountain that you can go snowboarding. And uh, yeah, so. Cool. So they got that's, snow there too. That's new uh, yeah. to me. That's news to me that. too. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, that's it for us this week. Uh, Wade, you got anything else to leave these fine young people I do, with? I do want to know, do you guys, what day are we going to be doing this on for everybody that's listening right now? Well, yeah, maybe we should touch on that a bit, I guess. Uh, we, our stores close on Saturdays and that's when we were recording these for the winter. And mm-hmm. so we're likely not going to continue to record these on Saturdays. I believe that we talked about doing it Wednesdays. What we overlooked was that the first Wednesday we were supposed to do it was a holiday. Right, <laughs> so exactly. Today's the anomaly, but uh, I think Wednesdays is likely going to be when we're going to try to do this. We'll have to take a look at that. Uh, next Wednesday is the 18th, and so we might have to do it early. The next Wednesday won't be uh, on either, but... <laughs> <laughs> so I leave on the 19th and going, I'm going to go moose hunting for a week. Right. So that's the Thursday, but the 18th is Wednesday. We should be able to do it that day. I just have, I have some other stuff Okay. okay. Well, if you're one there of the brave ones who's going to tackle building in the winter this year, good on you. Write this list down. I think a lot of these tips are legitimately helpful to kind of make that be not as shitty. So yeah. we will see you next week. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Uh-huh. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.